This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Welcome to the Homeschooling with Technology show. Your host, Meryl Vandermerva, loves using technology to streamline her life and to make lessons more engaging. She is a graduated homeschool mom and teaches homeschoolers at her local co-op classes and online at fundafundaacademy.com. Whether you are tech-challenged or someone who loves technology, this show is for you. And here's your host, Meryl Vandermerva. Hello and welcome to the Homeschooling with Technology podcast. This is your host Meryl van der Merwe, and we are now on episode 36 and today we're going to be looking at tips for buying and selling curriculum online. I know this time of the year many of you will be needing to both get rid of your curriculum you're done with and also to be buying new curriculum for next year. I always enjoyed the buying a lot more than I enjoyed the selling but of course we need to sell to have the money to buy. So today I'm going to be giving you a few tips about where I used to buy and sell and how um, to go about it in an efficient manner. I hope that you have already joined our Facebook group, Homeschooling with Technology Community. If you haven't, go along and join the group because there in the group we can also share some further ideas on places to buy and sell. To start off this podcast, I'm going to look at where you can do the buying and selling, and then we'll look into more specifics as to how to do it. The first place to go and look is uh, local Facebook groups. I know that um, in my city, we have a Facebook group, and especially for buying and selling. And that's a great place to start because you don't have to get involved with postage you can just plan to meet at a nearby mall or fast food place whatever it is and I did many transactions like that and it works really well if you don't manage to get rid of whatever you needing to or find the items to buy like that then a big Facebook group is homeschool curriculum marketplace and I will have the link to this and everything else in the show notes at homeschoolingwithtechnology.com. So come and have a look there. Now, this particular group has 70,000 people in it. So um, when you're listing things for sale or looking for something to buy, you have a reasonably good chance of making a sale or finding an item. So do take a look at that one. Another place to have a look is to look if you if you are a specific type of homeschooler, for instance, a classical homeschooler or an unschooler, or if you use a curriculum, say Sunlight or Veritas Press, you will find Facebook groups for most of these specializations. And so go and look again in the groups and see if you can find one that's buying and selling curriculum um, and you can use that. Now, moving on from Facebook forums are another place and there was one particular forum that um, I will mention and that is the well-trained mind classifieds you just sign up for it you don't have to be using their curriculum at all and it is free for you to post and to to buy like that a site that I sold a lot on and bought a lot on is homeschoolclassifieds.com the actual website has a bit of an old-fashioned look and feel to it i know but it works and lots of people are on there you can easily see how many of a specific item are already listed and that will help you to determine what you can perhaps expect to get for that item you can go and um, as i say both buy and sell and sellers it's free to a point if you wanting to list to have a lot of listings then you do have to start to pay or you can 
pay in kind by um, listing things on their site, local attractions and things like that. So kind of free ways to get yourself extra credits too. So go and take a look at that one. Then obviously there is Amazon and eBay. Now, if you're buying, you're not paying anything extra. Sellers, you are going to be giving Amazon and eBay a share of what you are uh, selling, the money you make. And if you're selling on eBay, you're also going to be probably giving eBay, a, uh, sorry, PayPal a cut as well. So you have to take that into account. But that's to start. Those are a couple of places we're looking at, obviously used. If you're looking just to buy a new world, you know where to go to buy those. Now let's just get on to some general um, things that you're going to need. And first of all, you're probably going to need a PayPal account if you are going to be buying and selling used curriculum. Sometimes you can get away with uh, using Stripe as well. Um, sometimes you can, you on occasions maybe be able to use a credit card, but probably not. Uh, some people will take checks, but if you do send a check, you're probably going to have to wait and it's a lot more hassle. So really, um, PayPal is probably the way to go. The other thing I would say for both buying and selling to be really organized is to create a spreadsheet. So if you're using Google Sheets, you can set it up and you'll obviously have slightly different things if you're buying or selling. But this will be the place where your research will um, be stored and also you'll be keeping track of how much money you're making or how much money you are spending. You can start off and have uh, in your first column, you would have the actual item. The next column, I would suggest you have the new price. So if it's a specific curriculum like Sunlight or Veritas Press item, go and find it on their site. Otherwise, you could just go and see what Amazon is selling it at um, or Rainbow Resource. You can go look at Rainbow Resource and see what they're selling it at. So um, they seem to sell almost everything. Once you have that price, then your next column, you are going to want to put down um, the price that you plan to sell it at. Or if you are looking to buy, you may have a few different lines here with what you are seeing the price on different sites. You want to have um, another column for bought or sold, who um, you've sold it to, or if you finally buy which website you bought it at. You also can have a column for when you ship it, if you're selling, or when it arrives if you're buying. This way you have, you can keep track of it all and you can see um, how much you've made, how much you've spent. Obviously, if you're going to be selling on um, Amazon and eBay, you probably will also want to put another column for fees so you can remember to deduct that from your total profits. Well, to find your total profits from your selling price to get your total profits. Now, let's go into some more details. If you are selling, do remember that you are going to have to pay for the postage. So either you need to tell people that you're going to be charging postage extra, or you want to figure out more or less what the postage is going to be and just include it and just say postage included. I prefer that way because that way people are going to come back and say, how much is it going to cost if you send it here? How much is it going to cost if you send it there? Obviously, every now and again, you may come off a little worse than you expect if the person who buys it is from Hawaii or Alaska and you weren't expecting that, but still, it just seemed an easier way to go. But that's up to you. If you're using Amazon and eBay or something similar, also remember the fees that are going to come out of it. 
I asked for a scale for a uh, birthday present shortly after I started homeschooling, which might sound ridiculous, uh, a postage scale that is, but I used it so many times over the years that it more than paid for itself. So I would suggest thinking of getting that because that way you can figure out postage more accurately. During the year, save boxes and envelopes, especially those Amazon ones that um, just sort of the right size for a a larger size book or like a, a sunlight catalog, a sunlight um, instructor guide. There are boxes that are just perfect sizes. So keep all those so that when it comes to selling time, you don't have to go and spend money, obviously, on, on boxes or envelopes. The padded envelopes work really well for just single items. When you are selling, I would say don't sell an individual paperback it's really not going to be worth it unless of course you are selling it but even if you're selling it locally you don't want to meet somebody for three dollars you've got to take gas into account so think through that too so what I would often do is if I'm listing like on Facebook different things I would say I will ship this as long as you spend at least ten dollars or fifteen dollars or whatever it is but I won't ship things just for one or two small items because you end up making sense and it doesn't make sense. Um, take photos if you can. Um, some of the sites you have to take photos, but it always helps for people to be able to see the, exactly what you're talking about to make sure that you have the uh, edition that they're looking for and what kind of condition it's in. Selling takes a lot of time, not only responding to people, but also just packaging up and meeting them. And I would suggest that if you have upper elementary, middle and high school children, you may consider employing them as such to help you and giving them a cut. I did this with my children and um, you can decide what percentage you're going to give them or if you pay them by the hour, whatever works out for you. But this gives them some real life experience. They start to see uh, how hard work it is to actually make a bit of money and they'll just get skills in doing things well, even if it's just packing boxes up. Now, when you are selling um, on a place like eBay, this is why if you've got slightly older children, if they can, if you can train them to do all this, it saves you a lot of time. On eBay, you want to see what your item is likely to be able to sell for. You can go and filter out to get just the buy it now items. You can then scroll down on the left and you will um, see a a, um, an option that says show only and click on their completed items and sold items. What it means there is that you're going to see only what has sold and you'll see what they sold at. And this will give you an idea as to whether it's worth listing on eBay because you're obviously going to have fees for listing and if you're going to be able to get the price you're hoping for. Bigger, this is a good place, eBay is a good place to sell more expensive items, for instance, um, great courses, DVDs, anything that's maybe $30, $40 and more, you can actually make good money on, on eBay if you do some research first of all. And obviously Amazon is another option. Uh, Amazon isn't going to cause you cost you fees to list, they only take the money when you actually sell. So that's also the difference between using eBay and using Amazon. 
Now let's take a look at buying. Again, um, you know, keep your spreadsheet, keep track of what is out there. And obviously with buying, you can take your time. Now, if it's May or June, you can bide your time if you think the price is a little high. But do bear in mind that for curriculum that the aren't so many uh, used items floating around out there that as you get closer to August, there's going to be less and less. I found as a seller that sales really picked up in August and I didn't sell that much in May, June or even July. It would just be a slow trickle and then in August everything went crazy. So if you're looking for something really specific, start early. On the other hand, if you know that the item that you're going to want, there's going to be hundreds out there, well, you can hold off because probably people are going to have to start dropping their prices if they've had something listed, trying to sell it since May and come August hasn't sold yet, you could get things at a much better price. If you are looking to buy individual books, um, take a look at bookfinder.com. It will list for you all the different places you can find that item online, Amazon and all the others, well, not all, but many smaller uh, independent websites. And it gives you a good way to do comparative shopping with uh, the work, not so much work. Again, you can get your kids to help you to do this. eBay, going back to that, if you click on buy it now, the auctions are a huge pain if you ask me. It was a lot of fun initially. But now if I'm looking for something on eBay, I only just use the buy it now filter because I want to see something, say yes, I can afford it and buy it immediately. Um, the last thing I want to say is make sure that you really do need to buy an item. When I was homeschooling, I used Sunlight, there were lots and lots of readers. I used to try and buy the instructor's guides, used if I could, if I couldn't, that's what I would spend my money on. I could not afford to buy the whole package. I'd love to have, but with four children, it just wasn't possible. I try to then get as many books from the library and only buy the items that I knew I couldn't get. And there is now a um, both Chrome and Firefox uh, extension called libraryextension.com. And if you install that, if you're using either Chrome or Firefox, when you actually search for a book, it will tell you if it can be found in your local library system. And remember, you don't just have to have it in your local library. You could also ask for it. I used to do that a lot. I would just go and request that they find it. Um, and as long as you do that with enough, give them enough time, you could usually find, I could find most books and that saved me a lot of money. So that was my final tip is make sure you really do need to buy and use libraryextension.com and just install that so that you can easily uh, see what is available. Well, I hope that these are some tips that will help you and that perhaps you haven't heard of all the sites I mentioned. We hadn't thought about doing it quite this way, but if you're organized, lay it all out, do your research, just take it slowly, you could both make a lot of money and save a lot of money. Just want to remind you at the end of this podcast to go and take a look at the classes offered by funderfunderacademy.com. Unfortunately, you cannot buy those used, but they are a really good price. And uh, not many of them require textbooks, so you do save the money on not having to buy things. Some of them have a book or two to buy, and you can use these methods to buy those cheaply. But take a look and see if there's something that perhaps your children would like to do over summer. We do have classes they can take over the summer 
uh, if they're high schoolers and there's also some unit studies which are so fun the kids would hardly realize they're doing any learning otherwise look at this as an option for the fall and spring semesters well thank you once again for listening and I hope you will join us in our Facebook group and that you will come back next time, next week, same time, same place. Thanks for tuning in to Homeschooling with Technology with Meryl Vandermerva. Visit her at fundafundaacademy.com and homeschoolingwithtechnology.com. Homeschooling with Technology is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.